Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. All right, everybody stand for the reading of God's Word. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen, do something for me if you don't mind. If you'll go to your page on your social media and you'll share this service from Calvary FL, sometimes we'll get 100 or 150 people that will jump right online and they'll hear the Word. How many of y'all got friends and loved ones that need the Word? Come on. So that's your way to invite them. Listen, I'm thankful for a God who's always in control. I got 12 people who are right there with me. I'm glad that he's never restless, never panicked, never threatened. He just reigns. He's in charge. Even when the world is going crazy, God is in control. And today, I want to talk to you about rain, rain, and rain. Now, I'm going to talk to you about three different kinds of rain. Rain, rain, and rain. These are called homophones. Homo meaning same, and phones meaning sound. These words sound the same, but they mean something radically different. So I'm going to talk to you about rain, R-E-I-N. How many of you want the Lord to reign in your life? And Come on now. And then I'm going to talk about rain, R-A-N. How many of y'all want the reign of revival and prosperity and power and healing? And then I want to talk to you about rain, R-E-I-G-N. The Lord reigns. I, I feel like preaching today. Anybody hungry? Are you ready? You can follow along on the screen. I'm reading Psalm 7-9. It said, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. Somebody say amen. But establish the just, for the righteous God tests the reins of the heart. Now look at Joel 2.23. Be glad, ye children of Zion and Calvary too, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down on you, the former rain and the latter rain, in the first month. Who's ready for some rain in here? And then the Bible said in 2 Timothy 2.12, if we endure, we will also reign with him. And I want to read one more scripture that just spoke to my spirit because we don't have to wait to reign till we get in heaven. We reign with the Lord right here in the earth. So, so, so Proverbs 30 verse 21 says, there are three things that make the earth tremble. No, for it cannot stand a slave that becomes a king. Are there any kings in the room and queens in the room who reign in Jesus' name? So I want to preach for a few minutes along these lines. Rain, rain, and more rain. Who wants more rain? Hallelujah. So, Father, we lift up our hearts, our hands, and our lives before you. Have your way and speak to us. Speak here and by live stream around the world in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord the ovation of the morning. Come on, give him a praise. You can be seated. Folks, I'm looking for rain, rain, and more rain. I want the Lord to have his way in my life, and I want him to have his way on every Calvary campus. If you're watching us online, you know, we now have 27,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel. We are preaching the gospel around the world. Can you give our live stream audience a God bless you? So glad that you're here today. The Bible said in Psalm 7-9, the righteous God tests the hearts and the reins. The Holy Spirit begins, y'all, in our lives with R-E-I-N, with rain. There are several ways now to interpret this Hebrew word and define it from the original origin. In the original Hebrew, rains means the deep regions of the body. It means your kidneys. It's also linked to deep feelings, deep emotions, deep affections, and deep passions. And the Bible says here that God will test the reins of a man. He'll test the reins of a woman. What I'm trying to tell you this today is this. God doesn't deal with us in a superficial way. 
People are often superficial, but not God. God doesn't deal with us on a surface level, but God gets right down into the deep places of our lives. God gets right down into deep feelings, deep places, deep desires, and deep emotions. God knows how to drive right down and deal with us right where we need to be dealt with. I'm glad for a God that's not superficial. I'm glad for a God that's not a surface God, but he's a God that really deals with us because he loves us. And what the Bible is saying here is that the Lord will go down to the core of who we are. He said, I'll deal with you. He said, I'll contend with you. I'll deal with the reins of your life. He said, I'll expose you to you. I'll reveal you to you. Listen closely now. He said, I'll test you and I'll reveal every agenda of your heart. He said, I'll test you and I'll reveal your motives. I'll reveal pride. I'll reveal hidden things. He said, I'll test you and such a way that when I'm done testing you, you'll know things about yourself you didn't even know existed. You'll find out things about yourself you didn't even know lived there. God said, I'm testing you. Some of you have been in a season where you feel like you've had your reins tried. It seems like you've been tested on deep levels. And sometimes this testing of our reins, y'all, it's not pleasant. And if we don't always love this process, because see, God will use many different things to test our reins. He'll use hard times. He'll use difficult seasons. He'll use hurtful seasons. He'll use hard situations. He'll use our own children. He'll use our mates. He'll use your job. He'll use betrayal. The people that you love the most will disappoint you and hurt you. God will use whatever it takes to drill right down into the core of who you are. And I want to talk to somebody, maybe you've been in a fight. Maybe you've been in a battle. Maybe you feel like, man, pastor, apostle, it's been on another level. I want you to understand that God is working with you. He's working on you because he's got a plan for your life. Now, now watch this, precious. The, the origin and etymology of the word reigns in the Hebrew also means to bring to pass. It means to fine tune. It means to complete or to perfect. My, my, my. What I love about this is that God tries the reins of our hearts because he knows, look at me now. He knows that we cannot achieve our potential until we are tested. He knows that we cannot achieve our potential until he takes us through some stuff. So in those hard times, y'all, I feel like preaching. When the devil said, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to have your joy. I'm going to have your victory. I'm going to make you. I'm going to put you in a season where you cannot recover. The Lord said, don't overreact because I'm using this season to bring to pass everything that I've planned for your life. Oh. I'm fine-tuning you. I'm completing you. I'm perfecting you. See, God doesn't waste any season, especially ones with pain. God will use our pain. Who am I talking to? God will use our problems. God will use our issues to fine-tune us, perfect us, prepare us. And some of you say, well, apostle, it's been intense. I feel like I'm out of God's will. You're not out of God's will. You're getting ready. You're getting prepared. There's some things God wanted to do in your life, and he couldn't do it in your life until he tried your reins. You look at Joseph. Joseph had his reins tried. Joseph had dreams of the palace. He had dreams of reigning, but he winds up in the pit. He goes from the pit to Potiphar's house. He goes from Potiphar's house to prison, and it was finally after prison that he winds up in the palace, but God took him on a journey. There was a process. You know why? Because the man that arrived in the palace was not the man who started in the pit. Oh, God loves us too much to let us get somewhere prematurely so he will try our reins. Let me tell you, when, Mo, when, when, when Joseph finally walked into the palace, he didn't strut in. He didn't come in with a big head. He didn't come in like he had been the architect of his victory. But when he walked in, all he could say was, I've been in the pit, I've been in prison, I've been a slave, but look what the Lord has done. 
How many of you are ready for God to do whatever he needs to do to prepare you for the next season? If that's you, give him a praise right now. Some of you right now, you've been in a battle, but you're not being attacked by the enemy. You're being prepared by the Lord. In fact, there's something that I want to talk to you about called strategic disappointment. Sometimes the disappointment that you endure is strategic. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. When you take the pacifier away from your 12-year-old, come on, somebody. Some of y'all need some help up in here. When you take your pacifier away from a baby, you take it away from that baby, and that baby is disappointed. But it's because you don't want him to be a freshman in college, walking into school, come on, y'all, with a pacifier in his mouth. I remember when we took Courtney's pacifier away, she loved that pacifier. Channing loved her thumb. Courtney loved her pacifier. And, and I'm telling you, when we took that pacifier away from Courtney, we were flying in an airplane. And I said, we, 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 it's time. So I took the pacifier away from her, and I acted like I threw it out the window of the airplane while we were up. And I said, it's all gone. She said, it gone? I said, it's all gone. We put her to bed that night. And she said she wanted her pass. I said, no, don't you remember we threw it out? See, the reality is I was trying to prepare her because she didn't need to have a pacifier the rest of her life. And sometimes, sometimes God, when you tell your child no, you'll disappoint that child in one season so he'll know how to act in the next season. Some of y'all are getting the word right there. You need to just tell your child no. Just no. Can I? No. Come on. Can I act crazy with my friends? No. Can I stay out till 2 in the morning? No, 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 no. Some of y'all need to get some no in your mouth. Come on, no. Sometimes you tell your children no because it's a strategic disappointment. And I don't know who I came here to preach to today, but some of you have been in a season where you felt disappointed. But God is about to turn your disappointment into an appointment. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, God is about to turn your disappointment into an appointment. God is, there's a strategy behind this thing. Tell your neighbor when I come through this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My children will be saved. My family will be broke through. My mind will be right. I will be anointed, appointed. Hallelujah. I, I'm ready. Anybody ready for God to deal with you on any level? to get you prepared. Paul, as great as he was, dealt with strategic disappointment. Paul said it like this when it came to trouble. He said, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. In other words, the stuff that I'm going through it's working for me, it's not working against me. So if you feel like you're in a season right now when God is fine-tuning you and preparing you, give him praise that he's gonna finish what he started. Come on. Now, I wanna hear from the radical people who say, yeah, I'm ready, God. Prepare me for whatever you wanna do. All right, that's one way to understand the word reigns, but then another way, precious, Reigns are the instrument of curbing, restraining, and governing a horse. I remember the first time I went horseback riding. I was a junior in high school, and I was, I was chunky. Come on, y'all. I was a heavy boy. And I'm, I was, in those days, I hadn't hit my growth spurt, so I was about as big around as I was tall. And they took me horseback riding, and we went to this horseback riding place on, on uh, Fernandina Beach. And they gave me a horse that was demon-possessed. Come on, y'all. Like, we need, that horse needed a deliverance service. 
And I climbed my little round body up on that horse, and I thought, this is going to be easy. Y'all, we got on the beach, and that horse decided that it didn't want to trot. It didn't want to walk. That horse decided, I am now. I am now in the Kentucky Derby. Come on, somebody. That horse took off running, and I'm telling they, they told me what to do with the reins before, and I'm trying to get the horse to stop, and he's running. There was one point where I am literally leaning. I'm about, I, I'm at two o'clock. I'm headed to three o'clock. Can I get a witness? I'm about to fall off that horse. And I thought, here it is. I'm going to break my neck because this horse is running at a full gallop down the beach. When all of a sudden, I grabbed those reins and with every bit of strength I had in my chubby body, I pulled those reins back and that horse went, Argh! and he came to a dead stop. I'm glad for a God that when I'm losing my mind before he'll let me run into a relationship that is not good for me, before he'll let me step through a door that's not good for me, he said, I'll pull those reins back. I dare you to give God praise for every time he took the reins of your life. Uh. See, here's what the Bible says in Psalms, precious. It says that, that the righteous God tests the hearts and the reins. Now, you can't miss that because heart in the Bible represents the governing power of your mind. So the Lord said, I'll use the reins and I'll deal with your mouth and your mind. I'll contend with the way you think and the way you talk. Because see, you need to understand that the mouth and the mind are connected. It doesn't get in your mouth until it gets in your mind. That's why you got to be a gatekeeper. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to be a gatekeeper of your mind. Now, now, you, that means that if you really are submitted to God, you're going to think about what you're thinking about, and you're going to be careful in what you say. Because sometimes church folk are about the meanest folk you ever find anywhere. They'll tell you, all, not look down your road and see if you figure out who it is. Come on. They'll tell you off one, up one side and down the other. I, you know, one day I ought to just come in here and just share with y'all some of the mean things church people say to me. The lost folk usually say nice things to me. It's, it's church folk that get so mean. But the Bible talks about you if you're in this room. I know you're not here. You're probably, they're, out, they're all at Palm Coast. Come on. James 1.26, the Bible talks about these kind of people. He said, if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his, bridle his what? His tongue, but deceives his own hearts, this one's religious religion is, youth, is useless. Our words betray very quickly who has control of our lives. The way that we talk, the way that we think, young person, it betrays very quickly who has control of our life. When a horse is truly submitted, the rider barely has to touch the reins. When a horse is really, really submitted, the rider doesn't have to labor like I had to labor with that horse that I was on years ago. And I want to be the kind of horse. I want the Lord to be able to touch the reins. I don't want him to have to pull. I don't want him to have to labor. If he wants me to go here, I'll go here. If he wants me to go there, I'll go there. If he wants me to stop, I'll stop. If he wants me to run, I'll run. Can I get a witness in here? today. Is there anybody who can say, Lord, take the reins of my life? I want to be quick, y'all. I want to say I'm sorry quick. Come on, y'all. I want, I want to let the Holy Spirit deal with me and I respond quickly. Now, now listen, there is the reign of God, R-E-I-N of God, but it is that reign that leads us to the rain, the R-A-I-N of God. It is the rain of God that prepares us for the rain of God. It is walking in submission that prepares us for God's very best. 
Hear me in this room. Rain in the Bible represents God's favor, God's blessings, God's renewals, God's revival, God's prosperity, God's new season. But again, don't miss this. It is the rain of God that prepares us for the rain of God. The problem is we have a generation that wants R-A-I-N, but they are uninterested in R-E-I-N. They want blessings. They want prosperity. They want breakthrough. They want power. They want joy. They want renewal. They want the new season. They want the rain of revival and everything that comes with it. But they don't, they're uninterested in a God that will reign in their lives and reign in their behaviors. Apostle, I want God's favor. I want healing every time I'm sick. I want prosperity every time I need it. I want joy and victory and abundance. But don't talk to me. Listen, I want R-A-I-N. But don't talk to me about R-E-I-N. Don't talk to me about reigning in my behavior. Don't talk to me about sin. Don't talk to me about my attitude. I want the rain, but I don't want anything reigned in. Don't say anything about sex. Don't talk about racism. Don't, don't talk about my temper. Leave my attitude alone. Don't talk about holy living. Don't talk about gossip. Don't talk about restraint. Don't talk about righteousness. I want the rain, but I want to live any way that I want to live. I'm almost done, y'all, but I need to finish this up. It's time for preachers in America to stop lying to people. I said, it's time for men of God, women of God to stop lying to people. I, you say, well, Apostle, I want to go against God's word. I want to live in a way that I want to live, and I still want his favor. Listen, preacher, you need to stop lying to people and stand up and speak the truth. You know why? Because America needs revival reign. And we have leaders who are now refusing to preach truth because when they do, it upsets people who are uninterested in God reigning in their lives and reigning in their behavior. They won't reign without rain. They don't want to have to deal with their attitudes or lifestyles. So they, we have ministers now who stand up and they preach in a way that the people believe that they can do whatever they want to do and remain in the favor of God. We tell people that there are preachers now who are telling people it doesn't matter how you live. It doesn't matter what you do. These people are sitting in our churches and living lifestyles that are contradicting the word of God yet they expect blessings here and heaven hereafter but there needs to be a voice to a generation again that will stand up and say if you want the rain let God reign in your life let him reign in your attitude let him reign in behaviors somebody give God praise if you hear what I'm saying we have people coming to church living in contradiction to the word and then fully expecting the favor of God. And the fault is in the life of those who teach the Bible who are, who are full of you know what. Come on, somebody. I better be careful. We need some truth. How many of you ready for truth? Come on, make a little noise if you're ready for truth. How many of you would say, apostle preached to me in a way even if you make me uncomfortable, I know that you love me. Preach truth to me because I don't want to stay where I am. I want to go to a new level. I want to go to another dimension. I want to walk in the power God has for me and in the place God has for me and in the position God has for me. Now, I'm ready for rain. How about you? So I say deal with me, Lord, on any level and get me ready. The Bible said in Joel 2.23, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down on you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Hallelujah. And then Hosea 6.3 says, He, the Holy Spirit, will come to us like the rain. Three rains. The rain, the former rain, and the latter rain. Somebody say the rain. rain. Somebody say the latter rain. rain. And somebody say the former rain. Now those are three types of rain. He said, I'm going to send the rain. The rain here is the Geshem rain. In the Hebrew, it means the great rain, the heavy rain, the violent rain. What I want you to understand, precious, is this. This word here signifies an abundance of rain. 
And I want you to know in America and in Florida and in Ormond, Daytona, Palm Coast, NSB, everywhere else we have influence, we don't need a drizzling, fizzling rain. We don't need a sprinkle, but we need an all-out gully washer downpour. The Geshem rain here in the Hebrew being talked about was actually the winter rain in the promised land. I've been there many times when that rain came. In fact, in November, I'm going to be headed to the promised land to meet with some leaders there in Israel to talk about the evangelization of that nation and presenting Jesus Christ to the Jewish people. Can you give God a shout for that? But this rain, and I've been there many times when this took place, it's the heaviest rain. It's the most intense rains, and it, and it happens from December to March. And all the empty cisterns, all the dry places are replenished. All the streams are revived. The rain moistens the hard, dry, and crusted ground of summer. And if the rain doesn't come, everything is lost. This rain can come, and it can last for days on end. But listen, the ground is ready. The ground is thirsty. And here's what I've come to tell you today, precious. The Holy Spirit will not waste the rain of his presence on ground that is not thirsty. Yeah, we can experience a shower here and a sprinkle there, but the question is, are we thirsty? Are we ready for a real true substance level outpouring of the Holy Spirit? It only comes where people are thirsty. People are thirsty. People say they're thirsty, but when you're thirsty you act differently when you are really thirsty you act differently now I grew up in a time when we didn't have bottled water all y'all ain't 12 in here we just drank it right out of the spigot come on in fact when I was a little boy and I'd go outside and play barefooted I rarely washed my hands y'all ain't saying nothing I didn't have hand sanitizer y'all come on Listen, we were nasty. Y'all know we were. We stayed, we played in the dirt. And when we got thirsty, we didn't go in the house and say, Mom, you got any bottle of water? We went and got that old nasty water hose. And the water was hot when it came out of it, especially in Florida. And you had to literally let it run until, until the hot water ran out. And then you would stand there and drink that like it was nectar from heaven. Come on, somebody. You would sit there, cause you were thirsty. You were, it was hot. It was in the summer. You were thirsty. Where are the people in the house of the Lord that will say, apostle, don't just give me a little swig. Turn the nozzle wide open and let me have an outpouring. I want all the thirsty people, one, two, three, give God a shout right now. <sighs> That's why you can't get mad over somebody's tears. You can't get upset over somebody's shout. You can't get offended over somebody's clap. Maybe they're just a little thirstier than you are. Come on now. The older I get, the more favor I see of God on my life and I'm more grateful than I've ever been. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm also thirstier for the things of God than I've ever been. And here's what I know, desperation precedes precipitation. I want all the people who won't reign in the last days, give God a praise right now, come on. Okay, so, so there is the rain, then there's the latter rain. Latter rain is malquash in the Hebrew. It's the spring rain. It's the maturing rain. It's the rain that grows you up. Man, I'll tell you, your neighbor needs that. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, he's preaching to you. Come on. 
This, is, this next kind of rain is the maturing rain. It's the Geshem rain. It's, it's the rain that moistens the land for plowing. It gets it ready for seed. It deals with the hard places, the dry places. You can't have seed put in until you go through the latter rain. After the seed is sown, then comes this mawquash, this maturing rain. It's this latter rain that matures the crop. Without the latter rain, there can be no harvest. Without the latter rain, there can be no maturing. And we know one of the main works of the Holy Spirit is maturing the believer. That when he comes into the room, he matures us. He changes our attitudes. He changes the way we react, the way we respond. The reason many churches are filled with immature believers is because there's no latter rain in the house. Can I say that again? The, the, the reason that many churches are filled with immature believers is because there's no latter rain in the house. But speaking truth, the Bible said in Ephesians 4.15, in love that they may grow up. Somebody say grow up. In him in all things. Tell everybody on your row, apostle said grow up. Yes, that there are some people here today and I love you with all my heart, but it's time for you to grow up. I don't mind giving the baby a bottle, but when I got to part his mustache to get the bottle in the mouth, can I get a witness in this room? Church, it's time to grow up. If you're still getting offended about every little thing, you're somewhere, but you're not in the maturing reign. If you're still getting bent out of shape, living in compromise, mad, the praise and worship was too long. They just sang and 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 sang. The preacher preaches too loud and says, nobody shook my hand. If you're mad because nobody said nothing to you or somebody said something you didn't like, if you're here today and you've been showing your backside because somebody said something you didn't like on Facebook, I'm telling you, y'all don't get mad at me now. You need to grow up. You need to mature. I'm not going to let... I'm not gonna let crazy people on social media mess up my day anymore. I can scroll right by. Tell your neighbor, say, keep scrolling. It's time to grow up. If you still get mad over nothing, it's cause you've been somewhere else other than the maturing rain. If we're gonna grow as a church, as a people, we gotta have be a latter rain ministry. We gotta be a ministry that is, that is covered in the latter rain. People need to be matured in this church and in this place. And when you grow up, every little hiccup of the devil doesn't scare you. Every time the devil threatens you, you don't throw in the towel. Tell three or four people on your row, say, grow up, grow up, grow up. The Bible said, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. What does that mean? That means it can be raining in a room and somebody next to you is getting completely drenched and you can remain dry. But I don't know about you, if it's raining, I say, Lord, I'm asking for rain. If you want the rain of God in your life, one, two, three, give him praise right now. There's the Geshem rain, there's the mockwash, but then he said, there's the former rain. And the former rain is the rain of abundant blessings. It's the rain where we bring in the harvest. The Bible said, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully. Somebody stop and give him praise for everything that he's done in your life. If you don't even mind, if your neighbor thinks you're a little bit radical, one, two, three, give God praise for every time he's been faithful in your life. Okay, thank you for all you've done for me, Jesus. You have given me the former rain faithfully. He will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain, come on, in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. He said, you're gonna be blessed. There's the rain, the heavy rain, the latter rain, the maturing rain and the former rain, the rain of abundant blessings in the first month. So how many of you wanna claim all three of those rains in your life? If that's you, make a little noise, come on. And finally, number three, Romans 5, 17 says this, for if by the trespasses of one man, 
death reigned through the one man. Who was that one man? Adam. How many of y'all know Adam jacked it all up for everybody? Come on. Y'all remember Adam, Eve? Eve ate inside a house and home. Can I get a witness, y'all? He said it rained because of one man. How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? You say, well, apostle, I can't wait to get to heaven. I'm gonna reign with him in heaven. You wait if you want to. You wait for heaven if you want to. You wait for a hole in the ground or a hole in the air, but let me tell you, I'm a kingdom man. I am not waiting, I'm reigning with him right now. The Bible said we will reign in this life. I know for certain that the Lord reigns, but don't get it bent, so do we. Tell your neighbor, say, hey neighbor. Say, the Lord reigns and me too. Can I get a witness in this house? We reign, y'all. I said we reign because he reigns. So that means we reign over sin, we reign over sorrow, we reign over circumstances. Listen to this, we reign over the devil. The Bible says that the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet shortly. The word shortly there means quickly. God said, I'm able to come in. And about the time you think the devil has gotten the last word, he said, I'm not even gonna use my foot to put him underneath your, your authority. He said, I'll crush him underneath yours. Somebody give God praise. So, so here's what you've got to understand. You don't need to be walking around defeated. Hello, anybody believe it over here? You don't need to be walking around rejected. I'm just, I am just a weary traveler. Come on, somebody. If I can just make it, if I can just by barely surviving. Oh, you know, you go to Walmart. I ain't said this in a long time. You go to Walmart, you look all depressed. Walk, oh, oh, if I could just make it one more day. One more day. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. If I could just make it. You, you go in there and you say, you know what? I'm gonna give me some Doritos. That'll make me feel better. I'm gonna give me some Tostitos. I'm gonna get me some little debit case. I need some zebra up in here. I need, I, come on somebody. I, I need the star crunch, y'all. Y'all had that star crunch? That, that, listen, I don't know what's in it, but it's good, isn't it? I'm gonna get me some, I need some ice cream. I, oh, let me get, oh yes, I'm gonna get that cookie cream, ice cream, that chocolate chip cookie dough, bring it on. Then I better grab me a Diet Coke because I've been trying to cut down. The devil is a liar. Who you think you kidding? If you, listen, if you, if you go to Krispy Kreme and eat a dozen donuts, don't bother putting sweet and low in your coffee. It ain't helping, baby. That's all I'm gonna tell you. It ain't doing nothing for you. Go ahead and finish it off. I don't wanna drink my calories. I wanna eat mine. Well, you already eating them, so just finish it on up, drink you a few. You walk through Walmart, you're so depressed, you get up there, oh, I can't hardly make it. I'm under the devil is fighting me, he's beating me, he's overcoming me. I don't think I can make it, oh, I'm so depressed. I'm so sad. And the woman looks at you and said, how you doing? I'm doing all right. <laughs> woman checking you out, how you feeling? Oh, I'm okay. I'm a Christian. I love, I love the Lord with all my heart, hallelujah. I go up there to Calvary on Sunday morning. Don't tell them you go to Calvary. <laughs> tell them you go to Riverbend. Tell them you go to Hope Fellowship. Don't you tell them you come to Calvary. If you come to Calvary, you know that you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Understand your identity. Somebody give God praise if you wanna know who you are. 
Y'all, I feel like something's about to break off in this place. I said give God a praise if you want to walk in who you know you are. I want to teach you to be more. Come on. I want you to know that even when you're going through hard times, that God is reigning you because he's getting you in position for the rain because you're going to rain. Hallelujah. Even when you're being rained in, you're getting ready for the mulch. You're getting ready for the outpouring because he wants you to rain. Come on. I want you to never forget, precious, that God takes people from lowly places. He takes them from low places, that's his specialty, into positions of prominence. That's what the Lord does. He causes us to reign. The Bible said in Ecclesiastes 4.14, for out of prison, he comes to reign. That means you can't underestimate anybody. You can't look at somebody and say, your past is too jacked up. You got too many problems. You got too many. The devil is a liar. The Lord will take you right out of prison and put you in the palace. Lord, have mercy. Some of y'all say, apostles, you better have some Bible for that. I told to you about a man named Joseph. Joseph was in prison and he left prison and walked straight into the palace. I'm trying to tell you about David. David was the DoorDash delivery boy for his family. But when God got ready to bless him, God raised him right up, got him in the palace, set him on the throne. How about Esther? Esther was a slave, wound up being a queen. I'm trying to tell you that when God gets ready, what about Ruth? What about Gideon? I'm trying to tell you that God is able to take you from obscurity to notoriety. God is able to do it. If you believe it, give God a praise. I said, if you believe it, give God a crazy praise in here. That's why you can't judge every little body. That's why you can't, listen, be careful who you treat bad today. Cause you might need them tomorrow. Be careful who you treat bad in one season. Cause sometimes the people we think that never gonna make it, God will raise them right up. Hallelujah, there's not one example, not even one. In the Bible, someone who remained humble before the Lord, who did not wind up winning. I dare you to tell your neighbor, say neighbor, in Jesus' name, I received this whole word. Don't judge me yet. I'm gonna wind up winning. Yeah, 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 even if I'm in a battle right now. Even if it's been a hard six months. I'm gonna wind up winning. I'm gonna wind up winning. Y'all, there have been people who preached my funeral. They said it's over for Jim Rayleigh and it's over for Calvary, but eight campuses later, I gotta say, how do you like me now? Come on, cause I'm trying to tell you that when God is for you, who can be against you? Ew. The Bible said, there are three things. There are three things. There are three things that make the earth tremble. No for it cannot stand when a slave becomes a king. I dare you right now, if you used to be a slave to sin, and you used to be a slave to addiction, and you used to be a slave to the devil, but now you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. Jump on your feet and give God a ridiculous praise. Oh, I feel breakthrough in here. Stop acting like a second class citizen. You are a king and a priest. One, two, three, give God a shout of praise.
Tell your neighbor, get him by the hand and say, hey neighbor, say you can stand there if you want to, but I need to give God praise. You don't know where I came from. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how faithful. Somebody's about to run into a new season right now. Somebody's about to run into a new place right now. I want somebody who's ready for more. Give God a crazy praise. I feel a dance in here. Can we dance? Can we dance? Can we dance? Can we dance? Can we leap? Can we leap? Can we leap? Can we shout? Give me a little dancing music. Give me a little shout music. Give, give me some of that. Give me some of that church music. I feel something in here. Breakthrough is in the house. Come on in, praise him, y'all. Yeah. Well, living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified, freed me forever. One day he's coming back for his day. Living, he loved me. The Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. Oh, He saved me. Just in time, oh, I'm gonna praise His name. just the I need about a hundred people. Just step out of your seat right now and get in the aisle. And let's dance before the Lord. Say, look what the Lord Oh, he healed my body. He saved me. Give me some young people. Give me some teenagers. Come on. You say he's just the same. Watch this. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Here we go. He's under my feet. 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 He's on the Satan. Satan. It's under my feet. See it, John. Come on. Oh, I went to the enemy's camp and I He's under my feet. 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 Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Yes, I did. Took back what he stole from me. Oh, I did. Took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. 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 Oh yes, he's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan. Satan. Oh yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Thank you for rain. 
Thank you for rain. Thank you for rain. Thank you for rain. One, two, three, give the Lord a shout. Man, I feel that head rocking, crack delivering, cancer rebuking, marriage restoring, child saving, nation, nation changing, anointing in this house. Give God a praise. Come on, he's breaking depression off of people right now. He's breaking fear off of people right now. Doubt and confusion's gotta go. Everybody's standing. One, two, three, give the Lord a roar of praise. Give him a roar of praise. Hallelujah. Stop acting like a second-class citizen. Stop letting hell push you around. Stop letting the enemy have the last word. You're supposed to reign in this life and in the life to come. The Bible says to be glad, you children of Zion, he'll give you the rain, the latter rain, and the former rain. But watch this. He said in the first month. That doesn't even hardly make sense. But what it's saying is, God said, I'm about to speed things up. Who's ready for an end time acceleration? Oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. The Lord said, I'm about to shift things. Things that used to take 70 years are going to take seven years. Things that used to take seven years are going to take seven months. Things that used to take seven months are going to take seven days. Things that used to take seven days are going to take seven minutes. Things that used to take seven minutes are going to take seven seconds. Give God a praise that things are accelerating in this season. I said things are accelerating the supernatural. The Bible said that in this season, the reaper will overtake the sower. He said, you're going to reap where you have not even sown. Before you can get seed in the ground, there'll be a supernatural harvest that will appear. You'll set yourself in a season of dryness and suddenly the rain will come you'll be sick one minute well the next you'll have a lump show up before you can get to the doctor to have it checked out it'll already be gone your children will be lost and rebellious and disrespectful one day and saved and sanctified and talking in tongues the next day come on your husband will be lost and drunk one day and in the church raising his hand, giving God glory the next. You'll be broke one day and broke through the next day. And broke the blessed from victim to victory. Things will change when the rain comes. He said, be glad. The word be glad, I know this has been too much for some of y'all. That's been just right for me. For the Pentecostal people who don't mind giving God praise, the Holy Ghost house. Everybody stand tight for a second. He said, be glad. In the Hebrew, it means to spin around and radically rejoice. I'm going to take you through an exercise. I want you to turn around one time. Come on. Okay, that's one time. Turn around two times. That's one for the Father, one for the Son. Turn around one time for the Holy Ghost. Okay. Tell, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, if you knew, say, say, if you knew what's happening in your life, the same way that you just turned around, God is turning things around in your life right now. Turning your children around. Turning your money around. Turning your mind around. Turning your life around. So it said to spin around and then radically rejoice.
So in closing, I dare you right now, radically rejoice in the Lord. Now somebody raise your hands and worship the King with me. God said, I'm about to bring people into new life this morning. God said, I've encouraged my people. He said, even as they've been praising me, I've been healing their bodies. Even as they've been lifting me up, I've been healing their bodies. John, just sing with me one time. Somebody raise your hands and worship the last few minutes. Come on. Rain, rain on me. standing if you're able when I was putting this word together this is set in my spirit how many of y'all got anything out of the word today did you hey I want you to share it I want you to go on Calvary's site and share it come to my page and share it let's get this gospel out to a world that needs it let me tell you how good the Lord is 
when I was preparing this this week, I've been with him, y'all. I heard him. He spoke to me for you. Aren't you glad God speaks to his servants? But I wrote down something prophetic to my own self in my own notes. And I said this, something is going to unlock in that place. Lord, have your way, whatever it takes. I feel in my heart, something has unlocked in your life today. How many of you can say, Lord, have your way? I didn't even know in that moment that it was a prophetic thing that God was saying. We want the rain, don't we? R-A-I-N. We want to rain, right? R-E-I-G-N. We want to have victory over sin, Satan, circumstances, and Facebook. Come on, somebody. But if we're going to have victory, he will test the reins of our heart. He will reign us in. He will convict us of sin. I want his conviction in my life. I never want to outgrow it. I never want to get to a place where he can't convict me. There are people here today and watching by live stream, and you need rain, R-A-I-N. You need prosperity. You need breakthrough. You need healing. You need on so many levels, but yet you've not allowed him to reign in your life. You've not allowed him to govern your life. So with heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, you by live stream, this moment is just as much for you as it is for the people in this room. If you're here today and you'd say, Apostle, there really is sin in my life, unsurrendered places. And Apostle, when you pray, pray for me. I don't want to miss revival. I don't want to miss heaven. I don't want to miss any good thing that God has in store for me. If you're not where you need to be with God, when I count to three, raise your hands. Are you ready? Pray for me, Apostle. One, I got some things I ought to get under the blood. Two, I want to leave here knowing I'm right with Jesus today. Three, slip up your hand right now. Just pray for me, Apostle. Hands in every section. Hands in the balcony. Come on. Come on. Hold that hand up if that's you. I need to get it under the blood today. I need to get right with God today. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. Five, four. If you need to raise your hand, raise it now. Three, two, one. Hands are lifted. Hold those hands up if you really meant business because this is a day of transformation. If you really meant it, and you're not ashamed who sees you, I want to pray with you right up front. If somebody next to you raise their hand. You scoop back so they could come. But if you raised your hand and you're really ready for transformation and you wanting to take the reins of your life, move out right now. Come from across the room. I promise you won't come by yourself. Start to move right now. Here they come, y'all. Here they come. Oh, would you give God praise? Here they come. Come line up right across the front. Y'all keep clapping. They'll keep coming. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Come on up here. Hey, honey. Y'all come right on up here. Come right on up here, darling. Y'all turn this look at me. How you doing? Stand right there. Hey, dove. Hey there, darling. Y'all better clap because they're going to come. Come on up here, son. Come on up. Come on up here. That's it. Rest your heart. Y'all better give God a mighty prayer. Okay. He's still coming. I'm going to wait on you, son. And there he comes from the back. Come on. I'll wait on you. You know what I love? Are y'all basketball players? Y'all look like basketball players. I used to play basketball. Not anymore. I had to retire. There's some things old people don't do, right? Right. Thank you for coming. I believe in all of you girls. I believe God's got a plan for your life. I really do. I really do. I want everybody to take your hand and place it on your heart right now because that's what we're going to surrender. And you know what the Lord, the Lord said, people are going to find new life. And look at what I'm loving about this. Every age a person is here, but I'm loving all these young people that are here. Man, 
A generation wants truth. Don't you believe that? Hand on your heart and raise your other hand. I want everybody in the house to pray this after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart and reign. Reign in my behaviors. Reign in anything that you're not pleased with. And then, Lord, pour out the rain in my life. I surrender myself to you. I declare that you are Lord of all. And finally, Lord, I will reign with you. Thank you for victory and power. In Jesus' name. I want all my altar workers to find somebody. You guys stretch out a hand toward these. Stretch out a hand toward these. And, and I'm going to close us up tonight in prayer. But all you altar workers, get a hold of somebody right now. Just go find somebody. If you're an altar worker, just put your hand on them. Stretch your hands toward them. Are you glad you came to church today? Are you leaving different than you came? Stretch your hands toward them. Now listen, I'm going to have prayer tonight. I would love for you to join me. We're going to pick right up where we left off. So stretch your hands toward these. We decree and declare, Lord, that these people will serve the Lord. We declare that this is not an empty prayer that they prayed, but they will be mighty for you. I rebuke all hindrances that the devil has put in their way. And I declare this is a new season for them. And now raise up your hands. I speak the reign of God over your life. The reign, the reign, and the reign. If you receive it, as you walk out, give the Lord the ovation. Give Him the praise. Stop by Guest Central. We would love to see you if we haven't met you. You by live stream also if you prayed that prayer. You just write saved and we'll reach out to you go ahead pastor thank you for joining us for today's message you can continue to be part of all that god is doing here at calvary christian center you can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com give we would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community your family and your friends you can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL, and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.